this speaker was recorded at an Addictive Eaters Anonymous event held in Dublin, Ireland in January 2023. For more information, visit www.aeainfo.org. Thank you. I'm an addictive eater and it's great to be with you all. Thank you very much for the meeting. Um, thank you for asking me to share my experience. I was never told that I was born with my mouth open, um, but I was told that when I was about one and a half or two years, I was young, I was, I gotta be less than one. Um, I would, my grandma used to watch me, she used to babysit me, and so she would set me up on the couch um, and I would roll over because I was so fat. <laughs> I couldn't just sit up straight. So I got the nickname Fluffy. And that was my name as a baby, Fluffy. And that's fine. Babies are chubby. They're growing. Um, that's normal. But I carried that along with me through my life. Um, I just knew, oh, yeah, I was Fluffy. I'm Fluffy. Um, even when I grew up and that wasn't the case, uh, that's what I heard in my head. And when I got older, I had, I guess I had chubby cheeks. Um, as I, I'm thinking I'm, I was probably... 12 or so around that age and I was at soccer practice and another parent came up to me and they're like oh you look so good but your cheeks are still chubby um, and normally kids would just let that go but not me I, I carried that around um, and yes I am the fluffy girl with chubby cheeks in my mind so I was always conscious um, I don't know about always. For a long while, I was conscious of, I don't want to be too big. I don't want to abuse food. Obesity is a problem. I need to avoid this. I need to be conscientious. Uh, but I never really thought I had an issue with food, which is what, the, what we're talking about today. Um, is we had to fully concede to our innermost selves that we were addictive eaters. And I would have told you I, I didn't have a problem with food. I didn't even notice those things that I was carrying around with me until, until I got to this recovery. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I think a big moment is when after I graduated from university, uh, I no longer had school to be my structure. I did not have a job. <laughs> I had ended a long-term, like, seven-year relationship with romantic relationship, and I was out of my mind. I had no idea what to do with myself. Um, I felt horrible for taking the privilege and the hard work my parents had done to get me an education for the grant money that people donated um, so that I could go to university. Um, I felt like a failure to all of those people. And so I needed something to feel okay with myself. And I thought, I didn't think I chose food. <laughs> um, I chose food. And um, let's see, I would find myself in the middle of the night um, eating from the cupboards. I would find myself falling asleep, waking up, then going to eat more. Um, I would drive, I would try to drive to work in the morning and I would stop off and get a donut. People do that, right? That's normal. <laughs> Just drop off and get a donut, but it wouldn't end for me. It would be one and then another and another. And it would, sometimes it would be two hours before I actually got to work. 
oh, this is after I got a, I eventually got a job. <laughs> but, um, it would be two, two hours later I got to work or sometimes I just wouldn't even make it in that day um, because I would be so full of shame. Like, how could I do this? Be ir- so irresponsible, eating like uncontrollably. Uh, why, why am I not being, yeah, responsible? It was the shame and the guilt was, was heavy. It was a lot to carry. And the thing is, once I started eating, it got, it felt a rush for like five minutes, felt really good. It was like, if I'm going to be miserable, at least I'm causing the misery. <laughs> That's fine. But then after that, it was worse. It was like the remorse was more than, more than, I don't even know how to describe it with words. Uh, I heard someone say it's like the tire was out of the cage. And that, I feel like that was really true for me. It was like, once I had ignited this something inside of me that was like, yeah, F you, then it, like, it just made it stronger. Um, yeah. And so I went to the dentist. Okay, so what happened to me was I went the other direction. I would have these, peri- these binges, and then I would just say, okay, I'm never doing that again. So I'd write lists of everything I ate so I could track everything. You know, the book talks about an insistent yearning to get control over it, to control and enjoy it. So I would have those moments of eating, eating, and then I would write a list so I could have these rules. I could have track. I could, like, balance. You're supposed to eat this amount of veggies and meat, and none of it was veggies or meat. But I would just write a list to try to try to keep control and it it didn't get control um so I just decided I would just restrict 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 I lost a lot of weight don't know the the weight in stone or doesn't doesn't it honestly doesn't even matter about the weight um what matters is the way I would just hated myself and my life and um my relationships with others were crumbling because it was like all of this tornado was happening inside of me so if someone just asked you how are you I would be like tornado onto them like throw up explosion (laughs) it was just like yeah because I was like that inside um couldn't help but come out when someone just said how are you um so I went to the dentist because I was nervous that I was this underweight that I would start to lose bone strength in my teeth and I was very concerned that I would have nice teeth. So I talked to the dental hygienist. And I said, hey, um, I am losing weight. Do you think there's a problem with my teeth? And she said, no. Actually, I did not say, am I losing weight? I said, my teeth are, my parents say that my teeth are getting weak. Um, do you think there's a problem? And she said, no. But I have noticed that you've lost a lot of weight. And I, I go to a group because I have a problem with food. Um, I have an obsession and I eat compulsively and I go to this group and find help. If you ever want to go, here's my number. And she gave me her card and uh, I wasn't going to use that. I don't have a problem with food. Remember, (laughs) I didn't think so. I didn't, I, I didn't concede to myself. I was an addictive eater. I thought it was all this, like that I was a failure. Um, I thought I was just too afraid to live. Um, So I didn't, even when I went to my first meeting, I didn't think I had a problem with food, but I had nothing else to try. Like, I literally wasn't living day-to-day life. So I I just went. (laughs) I just went, and um, 
there were people there who talked about eating the way that I was eating. They talked about thinking about chocolate the way I did. They talked about um, helping others. That was my favorite thing, <laughs> um, that the way that they they helped others and helped each other, and they were really committed to this program. This And so I just started going back. I went back to meetings for a year and a half, never didn't make a commitment. Um, I just went back to see what it was like. I got my own food planned because I went to a nutritionist and I was going to do this on my own, go with my own ideas. Um, I tried that food, but it did not work. <laughs> I just pretended like one food item would fit into three categories. You can rationalize a lot of things. So that's, that's, that's how I worked my nutritionist food plan. Um, and the insanity in my head got worse. Um, I was doing things I never thought I would do. I was breaking the law. I was stealing food. I was, yeah, punching my car radio, I mentioned recently. So um, finally, I... I was um, wandering. I was walking around a parking lot by myself on one holiday. I literally didn't know what to do. Um, I would just been eating and I couldn't stop. And so I called a number of somebody at the meeting. And she said, um, when you're ready, you're ready. And I was like, okay. And she said, if you're, if you're ready, um, there's a meeting tonight. Come to it. And... And um, I hung up the phone, and I went, I went back inside. I was supposed to be, I had an appointment to meet with my dad, and I wasn't there. Um, but when I went inside, I met my dad, and I was like, sorry, Dad, I'm having a hard time, and I, I think I need some help. And he said, well, when you're ready, you're ready. And I was like, that was God to me. That was God in my life. Um, so I went to that meeting and I don't know why I'm getting all teary it's so unnecessary <laughs> um, I went to that meeting and I started the program of Addictive Eaters Anonymous and I'm probably the slowest person to get through it no I don't, that's my ego um, I'm very slow moving very slow moving um, but I just take the action today uh, no matter how I feel, afraid, afraid to sit here and speak to you, <laughs> afraid to be recorded, um, afraid to, to let someone else tell me what to eat, um, I just take the action today. And God shows up in my life. I'm, I'm sober today. Um, been sober for oh, like three and three quarters years. And... Um, I'm living a functional life. I don't usually explode on people, but when I do, I have a program that helps me um, do better afterwards. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just hope that I keep taking action so I can stay here in Addictive Eaters Anonymous um, in the life um, of service and love and with my higher power. So um, that, that's all for me. God bless and thank you.